Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. He most definitely is, ladies and gentlemen. Straight like that. We ain't got no applause this week. We ain't got no fanfare. We just stripped down. We in a recession. You don't, you don't hear that? That's, nah. that's for you. I hear nothing. That's terrible. It's awful. It's downright disrespectful. I don't, no jam- I don't hear no jams. I don't hear no marching band. Michael Buffer ain't in this bitch going hard. Like it's definitely there. It's just take my I word for it. Na- I hear it now. Oh, okay, okay. Faintly in the background now. Yeah, it's definitely there. Today is Thursday, November third. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Twenty and twenty. Hey, Amen. People should be so lucky to hear what happens before we actually start recording this podcast mm, you ain't ready for it you're not ready for the conversation sooner or later we start this pod. sooner or later you, you're gonna you're gonna get these verbs and these nouns I, I'm under it's like the most genius idea ever but I feel like this is one of those things uh <laughs> shout out to Sean Price um Damn that fucking line. That tough talk gonna fuck up your Reebok deal, true. <laughs> that, I, I'm starting to feel that way about about what we do uh, in the pre-roll. I feel like at some point that could like chop block the knees of this shit that we're trying to get done. But it's so worth it. I think everything that we do, or everything like for for that process. Is usurped by its its disclaimer. It is also in the title of said project. If you can't stomach it, simply don't listen to it. It's coming. But if you you, you know those rules don't apply. But if you everybody, can, go ahead. But if you can listen objectively, nope. Quell quell your enthusiasm towards the hatred because we have none. We just have thoughts that need to come out. It's therapy. We, we, if we had this conversation with our therapist, it would never come out. We're doing you the solid of thinking out loud for you. Take it as it is. You are giving instructions to people who see. OK, there's a group of people that don't even need those instructions. They're going to listen to what that is whenever they get it and they'll absorb it as the content that it is. Take it within its context. And just, you know, it, it'll either open up conversation or to confirm some thoughts that they've previously previously had. The people you have to put that disclaimer on content for will never see it the way you told them to see it. I will give you how it works. I will give you this. Whitney McBee, DMV area representer, not a wrestling fan. But because of what we do and how we do it, shouts out Deuce Freight, 
Whitney has also turned on someone to this show, thereby, therefore, henceforth, and forevermore, making them both pencil pushers. Welcome to the family. Gang. Gang, gang, gang. I also, Speaking of gang, episode 27 of the EYF Earth Weird as Fuck is out. Yes. Featuring us with the gang over at Earth Weird as Fuck. So you can go ahead and watch that episode on YouTube. It follow is, and subscribe. It is the shortest two hour and 41 minute conversation with three people I've ever had in my life. I enjoy w- watching it more than I did actually being there. Now, mind you, I was under—I had some health constraints at the time during during the podcast. Those don't know that. However, yeah, just, I don't even know that. Yeah, oh, oh, I do. Know yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> I was loaded. <laughs> it's, the, it's the way you said it. The way you said it, I was like health constraints. No, what I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't sick. Like what kind of information you holding? No, on? no, no. I was not. I was I not. I, yeah, I was not sick, but I was definitely in a lot of pain, and I powered through because I'm a champion. The, the gang, <laughs> the gang needs this work. <laughs> Do you realize that you are a champion? <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> and uh, I also oh, had shit. the privilege of. Uh, hanging out again with uh, he, at this point he's family he's gang he's a, a brother to my brother-in-law whole lot of fucking gang shit Gray like that. attorney Gray like Anthony that. Gray of St. Louis civil rights attorney uh, attorney at law uh, attorney extraordinaire also I, I just said the gang but Pencil pusher. One of these days, when he's not so busy buying cars and you know fighting a good fight for the good people of St. Louis, St. Louis County, and you know wherever else he decides to do business, we may have him on one of these here shows because we got a lot of content for the people. Who who knows? He he might even do a show of his own under under this umbrella. Who knows what may happen? Stay little, tuned. Little foreshadowing. Yeah. On a wrestling related note, I'm scrolling the timeline right now. Why does Eric Young look like Kurt Angle right now? <laughs> like Eric Young right now, as as of this evening's episode of Impact Wrestling, <laughs> looks like Kurt Angle. He could play Kurt Angle in a biopic about Kurt Angle. I'm, you just got put some make. You just got put some makeup on the tattoos. I'm not mad. He did play Muda. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly in impact. <laughs> Yo, while we on while we while we bring up wrestling and Muda, oh man, this is here's hey, here's this some, is a wrestling podcast. Here's something that left off checked. the agenda. Uh we we failed to mention that Great Muda showed up on an episode of AEW Dynamite alongside Sting. What we didn't know was that was the precursor to uh advertising and promotion for Great Muda's last match, which will be against Sting. That in itself is amazing because Muda, we, we talk about him in great reverence on this show. He's a part of both of our childhoods. And uh, why why is this important right now? Well, <laughs> 
Uncle Trips, man, like, how do you outdo yourself? You just outdo yourself. Before Muda, a New Japan talent who is also signed, or well, also making appearances for AEW, made his first appearance for AEW, by the way, uh, on episode, was it Rampage he was on, or was it Dynamite? One of the two. Either way, it was AEW programming. It has been confirmed that Great Muda will have another match on his farewell tour in December. I, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Against Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't think I don't think you understand the magnitude of what I just said. Running back for him again so they can be listening. The Great Muda who was on AEW programming recently within the last three weeks has signed a match for his last match to be with AEW talent and WWE Hall of Famer Sting but before that match happens he will go up against WWE talent Shinsuke Nakamura Uncle Trips is playing the game no pun intended so here, here's what's interesting. All parties involved, Pro Wrestling Noah, AEW, WWE, all had to have some part in the conversation before this was greenlit. This got greenlit faster than anything that was con concerning Billy Gunn. Why is that? And Billy Gunn is an internationally known name, but he's not performing internationally. You remember what I said when this whole thing, the whole story and all that stuff came out. I said, if there's only one person who can be responsible for this not happening, I don't con I don't congratulate or condemn him for it, but I understand why he made the decision he made. And the only person who can refute it or verify it is Billy Gunn. If he says nothing, then you know your answer. Kanos decided not to play ball when it came to Billy Gunn on Monday Night Raw. For whatever reason. Oh, you know the reason he was being petty. <laughs> oh, counter-program me, you bitch, will you? Okay, well, Billy can't come outside. So Tripp says, okay, fuck you and the rest, and the rest of your events for the rest of the year. So now we're going to counter-program your next Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Um, we finna go ahead and open the forbidden door and do some shit you couldn't even pull off. On the same program that Billy Gunn should have been on, you you bring back the Good Brothers, one half of which is holding an IWGP title, current title holder with defenses scheduled. So he signed a talent who's mm -hmm. already signed to perform for another international organization who AEW is already in bed with. Mm-hmm. I'll stop no, you when you start lying. At no penalty to the talent he signed. Mm -hmm. And and you know who else isn't penalizing the talent for signing to WWE? Who that? New Japan. That part. No problems. We just want you to make your schedule of defenses. Now, when you can't make your schedule of defenses, now there's New a conversation. Japan or, yeah, New Japan or anyone else over there has no problem about saying you fucking up. 
and they can say they, it. They will they will put they will put the blame at your doorstep if you fucking up. They they can say they can say it in with one word, no thong, strip. <laughs> Straight like that. <laughs> Straight like they gonna turn into motherfucking Rolex in Miami quickly. Okay, boy, get you up out of there. Scrip. <laughs> with a K, not, not even, even T. Not yeah, not even strip. Scrip. Script, shawty. <laughs> little little hope. <laughs> get up, get up, shawty. Script. <laughs> look, I, look. Okay, I've spent some time in Atlanta. Everybody, just chill. Oh, um, we all have. Right. <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't been outside Atlanta at least once in their life? You know what I'm saying? Oh, if you ha- if you haven't, I mean, it, it's not the same as it used to be. But I mean, for, by all means, take your, take your shot. Uh, not to mention last last uh, actually this week on Dynamite, we had uh, for the second time in AEW popping up Shibata. There was a uh, not a- the bread, <laughs> not Shibata, Shibata. There was a All Atlantic or an All Atlantic title match. That featured the champion Orange Cassidy versus Penta El Cedamiedo. You realize that belt already. I'm sorry, shit, right? Ray Phoenix Ray, versus Ray Phoenix versus Luchasaurus. And yes, I do realize that. Okay. In this match, uh, the winner of this match signs an open contract to take on their dream opponent. How do we know? That how do we know who Luchasaurus's dream opponent is if he can't talk? I digress. He can speak. We've heard him speak before. <laughs> I digress. He's gonna. He, <laughs> I wonder who he would pick though. That's pretty good. Like okay, there's the storyline person they pick, and then there's like okay, this makes the most sense. So storyline, it'd be Jungle Boy. That's what it should but, be for him, but he didn't win the match. In fact, for his right. efforts, he got speedballed through a damn table because of Jungle Boy. Off a of stage, mind you. That was, I mean, you know, you got to figure out a way to get the biggest guy in the match out of the equation. Done. <laughs> then there's that. That part, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this has been the TED Talk. Upon the conclusion of the match outcomes, Katsuyuri Shibata, uh, who signs the contract and is what will be taking on Orange Cassidy in Atlantic City. Uh, on the, by the time you, you're, this is airing, either depending on how soon you hear this tonight or <laughs> before tonight <laughs> on Rampage. <laughs> Yikes! So I got I got two questions. Yeah, one is about what we just talked about, and people are gonna listen to this, and some people who have a certain mindset are gonna think we're engaging in tribalism. We're not. That was last episode. That was last episode. So, you know, what is it? It's not foreshadowing if you go backwards to make the point, is it? Nah, it could, that could not be further from the truth, sir. It is yeah, not foreshadowing. So it can't be foreshadowing. But would I be wrong to say that the great Muda versus Shinsuke Nakamura is a bigger deal than anything we saw on Forbidden Door? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Ab- now, not not what was planned for for at Forbidden Door, because there's a lot of differences about what was planned, but what actually happened on the Forbidden Door pay per view. 
is that match bigger than anything you could have compared it to on that show? Absolutely. In fact, you, right. could, you could have that match on the Forbidden Door as the main event if you go back and redo it. Bruh. That would be the show. Just give them an hour. Like, I don't even, I don't care who else you book. Just give them 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Name, do, me, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Jog your memory real quick. All right. Name any Mike Tyson opponent. Buster Douglas. Name me any fighter in any bout prior to that fight. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That fight out, was on HBO. I should have started with Holyfield as, and then said Buster Douglas. That'd have been good. My question remains the same. The results remain the same. That fight was on HBO. The Buster Douglas fight was on HBO. Uh-huh. Uh being broadcast um against NBA Saturday night. NBA uh NBA uh, All-Star Saturday night. And Mike Tyson got KTFO'd and people did not believe that it was actually happening. And turned away from NBA All-Star Saturday night to watch Mike Tyson lose. And that that, that was a pretty like okay, my sports knowledge is is above average. But even that was a weird pick for me saying Buster Douglas because like now that I think about it, Tyson getting knocked out by Buster Douglas is the reason Tyson wasn't involved in WrestleMania. It's also the reason Tyson wasn't the referee in the in the Saturday Night's main event the following week. Oh, I'm sorry, the not Saturday Night's main event, the main event the following week that featured uh, DiBiase buying the belt for Andre. So Mike Tyson would have been a part of the biggest angle in wrestling history had he just won that fight. Mike had too much negative going on around him. And I mean, he just showed up for the bag, but all you had to do was just get that yeah, get, get out of that fight unscathed. That's it. That's all you had to do. And that didn't happen. And what do we that's get? And, and for return to that, a bunch of children wondering where the fuck is Mike Tyson? And who is this guy with the belt? <laughs> right. <laughs> who's, this, who's this guy that kind of resembles Shaq? <laughs> oh, when Shaq, Shaq was in college at the time. <laughs> Alright, so part part two, second part, second question. Yeah. So we see, or at least I think, from what I'm seeing as far as Death Triangle is concerned, it looks like Pac is about to break away from the group. Yes. It, it, but I mean, okay, one of two things happens. Either the Lucha Brothers decide to turn full heel with Pac, or Pac decides I I'm trying to get where I'm going. I'm going to be a heel. I'm going to break rules so so I can have a better outlook on life, so to speak, and turns his back on Death Triangle. Let me jump back to come to come up to this one for you. The reason I brought up that whole boxing situation was to add to your point with Nakamura going against uh, Muda and that being the, the actual event, it doesn't matter who you put before them. No one's going to remember it more than they remember Nakamura versus Muda if you were to do that type of event. That's, so that's the reason why I brought that up. It's the reason you bought the pay-per-view. Now, my question about the whole split of Death Triangle, if they're going to split, so I'll put that caveat on it, if they're going to split, you would think the split would take place in a situation where they would also lose the trio's titles. Right or wrong, true or false? Does that not make good oh, sense? Oh, man. 
Because I don't think you're. I wish. Now, you, I wish you would ask me this question on Tuesday because after the commercial I saw on Dynamite. Not only are you <laughs> the right, the commercial on Dynamite is why I'm asking you oh, this question. Oh man, I, so so you would think because I don't feel like they would go with like some sixty day angle where Death Triangle is fighting amongst themselves, but also the trios champions at the same time. Even though I know that's a hundred percent possible when TK is behind the wheel. I know it's possible. The reason I just don't see it. the reason why I don't think Death Triangle is going to split is I honestly think Pac is going to open up a can of uh, beat your motherfucking ass for being stupid on uh, Lucha Bros, specifically Ray Phoenix, because he handed Ray Phoenix a hammer to use in a no DQ match for a Pac. title that Pac held. That involve outside interference from someone who wasn't in the match. So if Pac's gonna open this can of whoop ass, what makes you think they don't split? Because Pac is right to open up that can of whoop ass. As with most movies, in this case, the bad guy is truly the hero. Pac deserves he, he to is. whoop his ass. From our perspective, absolutely. But I'm still saying, once you whoop his ass. I don't think they stick stick together as a trio. So I would feel like the split would come during a title defense, causing them to lose the titles. The <sighs> impending return of the original trio's champions is underway. Like this is imminent. Everything about Dynamite Wednesday told you what side Kano's picked. And as a for better parent, for worse, <laughs> as a parent, I hate the fact. That I'm about to watch someone being rewarded for bad fucking behavior. I mean, I absolutely that, hate it, it. Is that not the the running theme for the locker room of AEW nowadays, though? Petulant little bastards. Every like, last one, every last one of them that has been in some type of news story, whether it's true or false, mm-hmm. all have the same common thread: is that they are knuckle buddies. With the man, not only with the pencil, but the <laughs> man who buddies. writes the fucking check. Fucking knuckle buddies. That is a good one. Put a pen in that. <laughs> that's that's the name of the show. Knuckle buddies. <laughs> that's it. It's your fault. <laughs> knuckle buddies for the win. Uh that's no it. free bird rule. Now I said so it is. <laughs> oh man. I, I... I, I, but, but I, I really, I really, and, I really hope that we get that. But the recent history has dictated that you're going to get what you want. What I, what I hope for for a better wrestling world will not even see the remotely close to the light of day. I suffer behind it. The fans are still. The pencil pushers are listening to me like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I'll still look like a fucking jerk who doesn't know shit. Simply because this petulant little fucker with a with a billion dollar bank account and a wrestling company decides that he wants to hook his friends up. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Look, I I'm, I'm with you because yeah, we're we're on the same page with that. I'm just like full gears in two weeks, and there's three matches. Three. So the card's been severely underdeveloped because Kanos has his mind on two different things at the same time. He thinks because AW has weekly television that you can just play catch up at the last minute and you're going to focus your attention on trying to make Ring of Honor a viable alternative on your current television time. 
You could have done the same thing with YouTube. Speaking of. <laughs> I hate that. I even, I'm even saying this shit. What you saying? The Ring of Honor champion. I won't, I won't even say his name. Had a match against a former Ring of Honor champion. Which further lets you know <laughs> that there's the sides have been picked and now we're like, okay, that seems like some really shitty business by Kanos. Cause it it's your it's your ship. It's your car. Suave. You, can you, you can drive you please before you do you say anything else, can you please tell the pencil pushers who this Ring of Honor former Ring of Honor champion, the current Ring of Honor champion went up against i don't want to so um <laughs> yeah that, that's how i handle that and see that's how kano should have handled it. it whoever brought that shit up whoever thought that was a good idea tk could have shot that down no i don't want to because you're you're publicly at this point by and i'll go ahead and say it, it's colt cabana by putting colt cabana in that position when he hadn't made an appearance on dynamite or any AEW television in almost a year. Six months. Last I heard was August 21st of 21. Jesus. It's been that long? It's either it's either that was his last one or he's only made No, 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 no. Days. You know you know what I'm thinking? You know what I'm thinking about? Was that he was at uh Supercard of Honor. That's what I'm that's why I said it's been that long cuz he was in, he was here at Curtis Caldwell for Supercard of Honor. He's supposed to be front office now. Neither here nor there. But putting him in that position of all the people that are available that have passed through Ring of Honor that you could have grabbed for this particular spot to select Colt Cabana, who has like no buzz. His only buzz is being attached to the shit that has essentially split your roster down the middle. Bill Alfonso style. <laughs> right down the middle, daddy. So to put him on television cold in a match against the guy we won't name, it's a troll move. It's high level trolling. So if I was if I was one of those people who was celebrating the other side of this argument, I would think, hi, this is funny. This is the greatest shit ever. It's a troll job. And do you realize how much of a fucking spineless guppy that makes you feel seem like if you're gonna troll the guy that gave you your first million dollar house that gave you your first million viewership million viewers mm, rating mm, mm. you know what i'm saying like the guy that was carrying your television mm, for the last year mm, giving mm. you pay-per-view main events like making mm. sure that every pay-per-view you put on top the last one in terms of money and revenue and the guy you made your world champion twice in the same year you decide because somebody got punched in the fucking teeth like they should have <laughs> for walking looking for a confrontation see that's the other shit like there's this rumor dirt sheet unconfirmed going around that says um see it's basically that AEW has concluded that CM Punk is responsible because you can't fight the air. You can. You, you can just look only, bad. If you're in your locker room, you, you can fight the air, but nobody's pressing charges. 
Nobody's getting fired or suspended. The only way someone gets fired or suspended or bought out and blamed for an altercation is if someone else shows up for an altercation. You ran up on me with the stupid shit. I just reacted to it. So how did I start it? I just use words. We can all use words, right? Freedom of speech. It's the consequences that cost you. But you, but you, it, I mean, I've always said that you're, I've said a hundred percent, you are free, whatever it is you want to say, but you're going to have to deal with the consequences afterwards. And if you're, if you're okay with dealing with those consequences, by all means, say whatever you want. But this was a, this was a petty, a poorly placed troll move. By, and Kanos has to be in on it because it's his television. Yep. No one books it but him. Yep. <laughs> he greenlights everything that goes out on television. He's the first, last, and only voice when it comes to being in charge, regardless of who the EVPs are. It might have been their cute idea, but he had to sign off on it. So what is about your relationship with Punk that you decide it was time to troll him? That's that's the biggest ho shit of all of this that I've seen. It's like if we just gonna call shit to the carpet, it's gross to hear the blueprint. Like this is a blueprint. Like you can close your eyes and all. The only thing I've been doing since you've been talking about this shit is shaking my damn head. I just, it's the it's the most sucker shit. Like, <laughs> sucker shit. Sucker shit, dog. It's sucker shit. Like you're the guy in charge. So, okay. Mm. I when Steve Austin walked out on WWE, it's like what 2002. Yep. Over the whole uh, job in the Brock Lesnar on TV cold match, no build, and a King of the Ring qualifier. Austin said, "I don't mind doing the job. Same thing to do it with with no build. Let's make some money off this." Which he was completely 100 right. Hindsight, hindsight being 2020. Not only was it the right thing to do. But even at the in the moment, he was the next big thing accompanied by Paul Heyman. You could not go wrong. Paul is you a master been. salesman. Imagine the promos that go back and forth between Austin and Heyman, considering their their history. Their history, man. And you you just you just acquired the WCW, so you have the tape library to back it up. The entire you have Steve entire career with the exception of the short time he spent in Texas you got that too at that point because you had already bought uh, WCCW's tape library so you got all that shit well there you go because I want to say did the double check it for me but did the world class championship wrestling documentary come that wwe produced didn't that come out in 02 is that a 07 8 9 i think i think that was like 0405 because the the independent version of that one came out around 02 okay gotcha but the majority of what happened in the aftermath was the rock cut a promo and it was the whole promo wasn't even about Steve. It was like a couple lines, just on some hey, took his ball and went home. Okay, get the f out. Especially because you know WWF had just dropped the f and added the e. That that was as bad as it was handled. 
let let me let me uh put the balance weight on the other side we saw how poorly they can handle uh, departures in Stanford by how Naomi and Sasha Banks were treated that still hasn't resolved itself <laughs> but this is a situation where people came to blows and I, again and I will say yet again 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 in a high testosterone athletic competitive fights fucking happened i do not understand how we got to a situation where you fired an agent which that that's a judgment call and then because of the perception of one guy's relationship with the rest of the locker room someone you already know is a malcontent who their entire history in the business is being a loner loner malcontent he only likes who he likes when he likes them he only fucks with who he fucks with when he fucks with them but because of that perception he's labeled as cancerous he's he's a he's a virus in the locker room no one wants him here understand how you can be so you're like sandpaper rubbed raw with someone who stays in their own locker room to themselves i, I don't fucking get that <laughs> but you but that guy's made you a lot of money got a lot of eyes on your product to be honest whatever profits you made in the year 2022 you owe to him the last year of business you owe to him and no one else profit sharing should have been at an all-time high and if it wasn't shame on you well the buyout gonna make up for the profit sharing but you're you're in the in the in the stages of a buyout reportedly i would love for this not to be true but considering the way tv is starting to look seems like you've picked a side there's two ways to look at how he picked a side one he sided with youth which in any team owner you probably would side with youth just because the tread on the tire with cm punk doesn't have a whole lot left let's just be honest like e either it's because he just says fuck it i'm done with this or you know injuries catch up or he just ages out any of the three and then there's the perception of youth with everybody else you chose you basically chose the the most sensitive section of your locker room to keep them from becoming disenchanted with the idea of AEW. Yet the other portion of youth in your locker room that you know don't have anything have anything negative to say about Phil Brooks, your your powerhouse Hobbs, your Ricky Starks. From this point forward, uh, Darby Allen, Hacksaw Hobbs in this in this realm. Ice Train 2.0 if you really gonna keep it. If we gonna keep them outside. That type. But those people, they their role has been diminished in the wake of Brawl Out. <laughs> Which this shit just that, don't, that's a more me, bullshit. It doesn't make good business. That that all who that shit doesn't happen organically. That shit came out from the from, from which it from which it started. These people ain't making up this brawl out name out of nowhere. That shit was an inside joke that went outside. 
adding I mean, more to the marketing aspect of these fucking yahoos. And to, which, if we're marketing, what is the okay? What's the purpose of marketing? To reach as many people as you can as fast as you can. Why? An effort to turn a profit. Ding. So why would you send the guy making the most profit home? He literally was was bonusing the entire roster. And if he wasn't again, I'll wait. Shame on the person for not, who, who who got these bonuses and didn't distribute the, the bag accordingly. I, I'm still waiting, trying to figure out if we're in bid to make money. You you know you know the BPBC fucks with Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He'll True. he'll face or otherwise. We fucks with that man. He mm-hmm. ain't doing the numbers. That the guy that you you ate. <sighs> True. He's number. There's, he's number there, two. There's some responsibility that needs to be respect. held to the person that's involved with the with the bullshit backstage. But he he's still even in him, in him coming back. It was a fire drill. You had to do something. You got to break glass in case of an emergency. Great job there. Here's the problem. You, unless this is a longer play at this devil storyline, you turn him face. He's not going to sell merchandise. He's going to sell Burberry scars, which you guys are not going to make a fucking penny off of. Which, which, this is how that's reverse marketing. We don't do that shit. (laughs) People like okay, all this time doing all this fucking investigation into who started a fight. Meanwhile, two things: one, Sammy Guevara has been in two fights since then, ain't spent a day at home. The people he got into it with spent time at home. One hasn't come back yet. Second part. Instead of all of this air quotes investigating about a fist fight that happened in a high testosterone athletic competitive environment. Why not spend that money to RP and get Max a custom print scarf that you can sell a custom Burberry print scarf by the by no, take the, the Burberry off because no, Burberry I mean, you print. can do the collab the the plaid the plaid no, print the collab the collab will be the equivalent of getting an authentic belt. Why Indeed. why wouldn't you However, do, why wouldn't you do that? That's marketing. It doesn't need to be a, a Burberry print. Just make him a fucking scarf that you can sell. That's it. Like, do you realize how many people would be buying that right now as Christmas gifts? Something that for you, the wrestling fan some, in your life. Something that you can sell that you won't get sued by Burberry for for creating. I mean, hell, textiles are literally a dime a dozen. Figure that shit out. Hell, I, I know a city. We live in it. <laughs> Go walk a strip. There's a whole strip of this shit. Every man, listen. <laughs> You cut you cutting off your nose to spite your face. That's the part. Like, I'm never going to argue in favor of bad business. I don't care how fucked up you feel about it. Feel that way after you count this money. So speaking of business and counting money, we had a debut on AEW last uh, or the, this week that wasn't Kitsiori Shibata. 
Shibata. Pro Wrestling and WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett is now All Elite. J E double F J A double R E double T. That's double checks for me, Jeff Jarrett. I'm getting paid as talent and as front office. That's two checks. Two checks. In the ring, he's coming in as the last outlaw, accompanying Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh, which Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal have tons of history with Jeff Jarrett. Why? Because Jeff Jarrett put him on for the gang gang. Why wouldn't he? Backstage, he is known as the director of business development, which makes him an AEW executive. What the fuck does that job title mean? I'm sure it has a lot to do with growth for the company. I've already seen a few cities that AEW has never been to that they will now be invading with live events coming soon. You, I'm sure. You know, what also, um, you know what also would signify a lot of growth for the company? Talk to me. Phil Brooks. <laughs> too much, too little, too late. To try your love too again. Too much, too little, too to ever try again. I just had a, a Martin episode, bruh. <laughs> but I, it just it doesn't it doesn't make any any sort of good sense, especially to do it the way you are. Like again, with these commercials about you know deleting the elite from the history of AEW, it's like even doing that. Like, why would you do that? Don't you think you would get a bigger, better reaction for them if they just showed up? Like, your pay-per-views in two weeks, which we just said you have three matches for. So, obviously, if you've thought about the card, you haven't bothered to tell the audience yet. Why couldn't they just show up? Like, them showing up at pay-per-view is, is a reason for people to buy to see what happened when they showed up did the crowd go into a, a, a chant of uh, a chanting fit of cm punk did they have a match did they have a promo did they shoot in their promo did they say something you know newsworthy because as far as aew outlets are concerned other than you know instagram and twitter you may not be able to figure that out until wednesday some people can't wait that long i'm gonna buy the replay from bleacher report and suffer through their streaming process so that <laughs> missed Oh, and by the like, way, by the way, how much money are we trying to make? It's never too late to make a make a fast buck. Do you know the next time AEW goes back to Chicago? Oh, it's up. November twenty third. And they'll never stop going to sh <laughs> Thanksgiving tradition. So, okay, if this whole thing <laughs> just turned out to be, it it can't be a work at this point. There's too many lawyers and too much too much other shit involved. But. Let's say we worked out a situation where all parties involved, except for Ace Steel, unfortunately, could come back to work. Cross-legged with, cross with the microphone. You know it's how it's going down. Ain't it? <laughs> if, <laughs> okay, let me set the stage for you. Give me the pencil real quick. <laughs> the Elite, right after Full Gear, make their first Dynamite appearance in Chicago. Now, they're going to have to really nail the promo. They can't just go out there and wing it like Kenny likes to do 
after Dynamite goes off the air. It can't be one of those long-winded, drawn-out, I'm not quite sure what the point is promos. This this needs to be straight, concise, and you need to hit some specific key lines. You, re- you really want them doing it live? Yes, because I want the reaction. The reaction is what makes the television must-see. You can't control a crowd in Chicago regardless of what you try to do, so you might as well get the most out of it one of the most historic cities in this fair sport that we dare love that we call professional wrestling chicago one of the most vocal fan one of the most vocal fan bases in all of professional wrestling it's them it's new york and then it's whoever else and it's a little little known fact for the bigger cities in these in these arenas that chicago likes to run or sorry that AEW likes to run in uh, specifically chicago typically has the lower ceilings And Which why is that important? You crowd noise. That part. So for those of you who, who um, want a reference point on the cock, pause. <laughs> Pull up WrestleMania 13. Where I believe it's in the Rosemont. Uh, Rosemont, it's in Rosemont, Rosemont right? Horizon. Uh, yep. Rosemont Horizon. Matter of fact, it's one of the first non-basketball events in that venue. What you'll hear from people that wrestling on that card in that venue is two things one the sound for you know people watching is ridiculous like the pops are super loud noise is bouncing all over everywhere it's a close confined it's not your stadium show that you've come to know for for uh wrestlemania in the show and it's turned the other part is sound doesn't play for the wrestlers in the ring in real time so if the the sound goes up bounces off the roof comes back down you don't know if they're reacting to the move you just did or the one you're about to do please see money in the bank 2011 as well go ahead All, all of these things so those are two reference points on the cock to uh to, to understand what we're doing. But continuing to, to set this scene, I know they're smarmy as fuck, so they probably wouldn't hit the the they wouldn't hit the the lines that needed emphasis the way they needed to be. Cause you're gonna go out there and try to be passive aggressive about your trolling. No, I need you to be asshole about your trolling the same way you do in the back. And then you hear cult of personality. That's a pick up the phone and call your friends moment. You don't get a lot of those now. You hear cult of personality and CM Punk walks out on the stage and just like you said, sits cross-legged at the top of the ramp with a live microphone. That's enough to... That's literally like, if I don't know you're watching, I'm calling you. For real, I'm calling you. Where, where, that's like that's where, one of those you where, send to the group text. Where do you place this? Because we know how the pipe bomb went last segment, last hour. Where do you place this in the show? First, first, I, I'm I, not gonna, I'm not gonna chance, I'm not gonna chance not having enough time. I'm not gonna chance this being some 
some bullshit. We need to start the night off with the highest level shit we can. And that ought, hopefully you can retain that audience throughout the next two hours. As much as I appreciate. We try to pop a number. As much as I appreciate the efforts of the late great Brody Lee. That is one night I don't want to hear his tribute. What I want to see is a spotlight a la Dave Batista, 2008. With cross-legged punk in the aisle. Story time. No. But see, here's the thing. You're no. not going to start the show after the pyro. With him sitting cross-legged. No pyro. You have to get the elite in the ring first. No pyro. What? No pyro. You just start what the show. Doing? Just, just start the Don't show. Fuck. No, no. This is not a fucking monologue. It's not Saturday Night Live. It's not Jimmy Kimmel. It's not fucking. It's not uh. What's the what's the other shit? What's my other guy? Uh, who's doing the Tonight Show now? Uh, Jimmy Fallon. No, Jimmy. Duh. I'm yeah, it's not. It's, it's not Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> it's not back when Pierce Morgan was doing shit. None of that. Start the show like you normally would. And then have the elite make that goofy ass entrance, that goofy convoluted self self important ass intro that deer, you know that they deer, that deer horn bullshit. Yeah, all of that. Have them make their entrance. Go to the ring and start cutting a promo. Cause it would if they show up at full no, if they did it the way I said do it. <laughs> They would have shown up on pay-per-view at full gear and shot they load off. Pause. <laughs> the first ski. time you get them on net would be the 23rd. They show up. They're going to address everything. You can even advertise it. The, the elite's going to address everything tonight. Then you hear their intro. It's like, oh, they're going to address it now. Show up in the ring and they get to saying a couple of things. Next thing you know, cult of personality. He walks out and says, Sits cross-legged at the top of the ramp and proceeds to go the fuck off. And under no circumstances are any of the elite to interrupt this. I mandate that shit as if I'm Tony Khan. I'll shut your fucking mic. You don't speak until you're spoken to, and he's still speaking. <laughs> All I'm saying is watch how this money stack. Boy. just went up so tell me what part of this i'm wrong about absolutely none of it i mean we're talking about the same group of or the same team specifically not including uh kung fu kung fu kenny f-o-o not f-u um who in the late 2000s going into the early 2000 teens had a gimmick of being Entitled as I, I, I don't want to use the word punks, but and I definitely don't want to use the word degenerates. But that the 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 lack of attention to that storyline and to that angle with those guys is what got them the worldwide popularity they had because of their lack of exposure on a international brand known as TNA. The irony that here we are some 15 years, 14, 15 years later, here we are watching these grown ass men do the same shit that got them zero attention in TNA. 
you're wrong about none of it. I'm just like, like, okay. Even the advertising that they're coming back is a mistake. Boy. Like, because of all of the speculation around the events that had them off television to begin with, when they show back up, that is the height, the height of your interest in them. So if you're already foreshadowing an imminent return and the dirt sheets are already reporting that the re their return to TV is imminent because they've already been backstage, you just you're stepping on the pack. <laughs> so now you're going to get it. Literally, they, literally, literally. So whenever whenever they do show up, you're going to get a, a tempered response because there's no shock value to it. There's no wow moment involved. The only wow moment would then be to play the CM Punk card. Like, fuck, we're not going to send him home. We're going to work out a situation where we're just going to go at it. Why could they may not? Why couldn't Max get this kind of uh, push on the on the on the comeback? Like on the way on the way back to pay per view. Why no, could Max he... ab Max absolutely did not need any press. Like they did it right with him. I agree, but this is what I'm saying. If we if we both say that these vignettes are absolutely unnecessary or they're extra, if you will, we should celebrating. We should have seen this with Max and we didn't because we didn't need to to quote the great Adam Cole the only thing I need to do to be great is ring the fucking bell well I guess I would be paraphrasing not quoting right well even with MJF like you could have run a vignettes like that after he came back on pay-per-view like they did it perfectly to where you bought a pay-per-view you weren't even thinking about Max and then you see him at the end like it's it's all that you needed it's all that you wanted from that situation you wanted him back and you wanted him back in grand grand fashion you've accomplished that goal okay let me ask you this because i know how i feel about it was kenny omega's return anywhere near as big as you thought it would be I'm gonna say no. Well, also, and, uh, and again, that's I, that's not us being tribal. It's not a, it's not an issue of tribalism. It's just like hey, being we're a, looking at it, being objective, because I'm although I'm a lesser fan of his than I was two three years ago, without a shadow of a doubt. Like his in ring work speaks for itself. It's it, he's 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 a he's a he's a great he's a great talent. I won't take that away from him. He's extremely athletic. Him with the Bucks, him on the microphone makes me totally check out. It's unbearable. Every time, every time. The, the shooting back and forth with Will Ospreay that, that, that almost got his ass kicked in real life, in real time. I just... As much as I hate seeing Don Callis, I yo, mean, the fact that I hate him means he's doing his job. I'll take that 10 days out of seven. Fact, well, you know what? You know what? Now you, you made it even easier. When the Elite comes back on the 23rd, if I'm booking, they don't even get to talk. It's Don Callis. 
Callis is cutting the promo. Going the fuck off. He cuts the promo going off, and then that's what brings out CM Punk. Thank you for that. Secondly, okay, how is it that Kenny, when talking to Will Ospreay, and whether this is a work or a work shoot or whatever the case, or whoever wants to feel whatever way, you're you don't have any problems saying things that are disrespectful about his career path, and then when he wants to get at you. It's, ah, look at this child, because that's an exact quote from him. However, when when Phil Brooks big dogs you and your circle of friends, you got to go see about it. Which, I mean, I, I respect the energy of going to see about somebody putting your name out. But the irony of how weird that is. You can dish it out, you can't take it. <laughs> Which just further feeds into the narrative. Like, this isn't about what wrestler you like more. This is just about looking at the circumstances of a situation and being objective in your analysis. This the the, the embodiment of three sides to every story. Side your A, side, my side, side and B, truth. and the truth. No, 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 Ron Killings. Right, and and speedy recovery to Ron Killings. I don't watch NXT, man. And I, but I heard, you know, heard him. He had a an unfortunate situation happen on um, on shout, NXT while shout, wrestling Grayson shout, Waller. Shouts out to him for going to NXT to begin with. Facts, but man, that's not what you want for uh, he, uh, the. For a person who jokingly is sixty-seven years old, but he's a legend regardless. Like he, you, Facts. there's not one per. If you tell me R Truth is not a legend, I'm telling you, you're not a pro wrestling fan. This, this is true. And then for someone who's been relatively healthy a lot his entire for a long career, time, and you get something. Hopefully, it's not serious. Hopefully, it's like a deep bone bruise. He just needs a couple of days to chill maybe a week or two off or something so he can rest and recoup. I hope it's not anything that requires surgery. I hope it's not anything that requires any sort of invasive procedure because at or anything that requires him to permanently sit down because not facts. That, he's got more years behind him than he does ahead of him. Right. Because I'm looking at it like if there's a situation where you actually got to get something prepared on the inside. That could be what, it. That could be it. At that point, nothing would nothing would motivate you to come back to that situation other than the pursuit of the bag feel me like what else you coming back for like i'll wait yeah yeah i, I just i'm just hoping that all it was was just a bad landing and nothing more than that. Speed, the speediest of recoveries to uh, to Ron the Truth Killings, our truth. Uh, Absolutely. That said, um, while we're in AEW, on a more comedic approach, your favorite and mine, Jay Cargillberg, gang, had a little bit more action than just her weekly TV stints on AEW. It has been we, it has been traveled across social media and has now reached its its ugly head 
on TV. What are we talking about? TV personality, former rapper Bow Wow decides to get active. We could put a little more respect on his resume, but geez. I mean, he's been in movies. I don't know if he's quit rap, has he? And he has a, a do-rag and wave brush empire. Well, I mean, whatever it is, <laughs> what, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, Jay Cargill had her shot, shot had herself shot at by Bow Wow. That, that's a horrible way to say it, but yes, yeah, <laughs> it's a horrible way to say it. He, he I mean, did, did he shoot his shot or did he not shoot his shot? He did shoot his shot. Now he shot his shot in the most amateur of ways. He shot his shot the same way the guy in section 209 rose T <laughs> would shoot his shot. Like, you could have been a little more creative. Here's a thought. Do what Rick Ross did. Keep Find it, a way keep to it posi- keep it positive. No, not that part. <laughs> no, not not and don't and don't have anybody to refer to you as the god of lemon pepper. Don't do that either. We brothers. Say, man. <laughs> he, if anybody is made for professional wrestling after watching that, it's that guy. Cuz no, for as corny as some of the verbiage ended up being, he He's nailed perfect. the performance He's aspect. perfect. He has a future in professional wrestling. I really Dead hope ass. Westside Gun and, and uh, Master P were paying attention. Oh, bruh. <laughs> oh, I, I, I need to press passes for that pay-per-view because that's going to be stupid. Amateur hour, fact, amateur hour starts with... Go ahead. This is exactly why we keep trying to get a meeting with Mr. Miller. So we can, we can, man, listen, we want, we want to get all the monies that we can get for our mini money bags. All of the monies. Cause for a nominal fee, soon to be a phenomenal fee, we will slice off some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate. (laughs) (laughs) It's the return of forever, ho. Oh man. Amateur Hour what? begins with a tweet from uh, Bow Wow that says, after my first win, I just want to take you out somewhere. Jay Car- at Jay Cargill. <laughs> Jay replies quickly with, you can afford me, Bow. Thanks, but no thanks. Which is 100% responding in character. <laughs> she said, I'm just kidding. It was a jokey joke. It's he, right. To which his dumbass replies, I definitely knew you was kidding when you brought up money. He's got he's saving face on the bird device. Look, just leave well enough alone. <laughs> oh, she clapped. You already back. got she clapped already back got though. shot down in public. She clapped back though. She said, "I wasn't at all. I know you're new to the wrestling world, but uh, maybe you should Google more often. We rich, rich baby, real life." <laughs> and that's somebody <laughs> who has had less than forty matches is stunting on your ass. I know you 40, new to the wrestling world. She's forty-one and zero. <laughs> what the fuck? Forty-two and zero after that shit with Bow Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Count that on on the on the uh, on the tally. <laughs> we are, we gonna start cut, counting her internet clapbacks as victories on her record, so we can get to one seventy-five and zero faster. <laughs> oh oh, there's more. There's more though. Bow Wow says, you a 90s baby, Jay. I've been getting money before you could put your first sentence together. You fine and all, 
but don't crash out. Love you, so, baby. So now, now that makes you look creepy as fuck. Cause now you call her a '90s baby, like you're some old, like yeah, that was a poor move. That that was not good. Somebody should have took your phone right then. <laughs> Jade ain't done. Of course not. My man makes your bank look like little bow wow, baby. Don't come for me. We have playdates with your money. It's all love <laughs> though. I bought your tape like when I was seven, like everyone did. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> just just tap out. Like you didn't know the woman was attached. You see her ch- her child has made as many appearances on on AEW television as Ricky Starks has. <laughs> Which is absolutely disrespectful but truthful. Absolute. <laughs> oh, bro. Hey, like why, yeah, you got to know when to bow out. Quick bow wow. Quick uh quick shout out too since we mentioned uh Master P. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. Your winner and new House of Glory Wrestling Heavyweight Champion of the World, the Samoan Werewolf Jacob Fatu. Gangland. Shout out to my OG who put me on the set because we always got to make sure we shout out where we come from. Super Oos. <laughs> I can't be anti Oos because I know where I come from. That just wouldn't be Oosy speaking. <laughs> Speaking of being Usi, <laughs> Sami Zayn has been the topic of a lot of conversation on interviews involving members of the bloodline, specifically one solo Sokoa. On as a late. And every interview that I've read, any clip I've seen has said something to the effect of how funny Sami Zayn is and how they have to try so hard to keep it together when he's around. Referring mostly to the backstage stuff. Sami Zayn has a live mic holding court with the brothers Uso, Solo Sokoa, Paul Heyman, and the Tribal Chief head of the table, the WWE Undisputed Grand Champion. I got it right this time, Suave. Good job. And consider this your daily acknowledgement. Not to mention... After mentioning Jacob Fatu and all of these NOIEs, this is a whole lot of fucking gang shit. Roman Reigns told Roman Reigns that Jay Uso hasn't been being Usi lately. Causes the entire ring to break, including Jay, who's supposed to be the target of aggression after telling Roman Reigns he don't give a damn what 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 uh, what the tribal chief says. He's supposed he's supposed to be angry as shit. He's he's supposed to be actively angry, but also in the midst of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Being reprimanded for his behavior. And for having a, a an outburst that seemed as though he was disrespecting his tribal chief. The only outburst <laughs> I've seen that that raw that that came back so clean is an R truth outburst when he's absolutely obliterating the situation that he's in and comes back with a my bad. R truth got somebody to break. Brock Lesnar. Right? That was the most recent. I thought he got, he might have gotten Cena once, but I know he got Lesnar. He for sure got Brock Lesnar with the dancing. <laughs> to the point that Lesnar was like, I want to work with him at some point. That's another reason I'm so fucked up that he's, you know, 
suffered suffered a potential injury, but we're gonna continue to. to Can you imagine them as a unit of some sort? Not even as a tag team, just like as a unit. Just. Oh, that'd be com- that'd be comedy. <laughs> it it would be. I'm trying to think of like what what tandem type movie it would be. Like not not it, okay. You seen Central Intelligence? Central Intelligence comes to mind. Um, lethal Lethal one? Weapon comes to mind. Uh, Bad what's the one, Boys. What's the one with I with Ice Cube and uh Kevin Hart. Um. Uh, Oh, I know which one you're talking about. They had two of them. Oh, yeah, ride, ride along, ride, ride along, ride yep, ride along. Then there's a cop out, but just you get the you get the picture. Just any one yeah. of those, any any odd couple. I mean, if you really want to make it wrestling related, we can even go to Team Hell No. Here, here, here's here's something funny. Since uh, I I knew this, I knew this was real. But I was always trying to figure out which um, which one of them it was. You know what Jay's Instagram name is? <laughs> Oosie Juicy, Juicy Oosie. Flip it back the other way. Oosie Juicy Oosie first. It that's hilarious. You're not being very Oosie. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. So let let's have Jay this had conversation. Jay had real tears, fam. Yeah, it's like <laughs> nobody could hold it, and like so, like Solo wasn't in the shot. Jimmy being in the shot, half laughing, it fits because him and Sammy, you know, have this certain rapport. They got the handshake and all that shit. Heyman kind of standing there, like I'm trying. I need to be ready to fix this shit at any potential moment. So let me not get too caught up in laughing i'd be willing to pay for backstage footage i'm sure triple h threw his headset i'm positive he threw his headset in a fit of laughter yes I'm, yes I'm, I'm certain that when they came back through the curtain that was the funniest shit that had happened in a very long time i think the, locker, probably the a, locker room was probably like back there lined up cheering when that, seems like, that seems like a real morale booster like things like that boost morale because it's just it makes the job not so strenuous it's a fun environment there shit can happen there were uh there was a picture of solo sokoa in the ring off camera naturally but it was uh during that segment and he was in more he he was more busted up than jimmy was look jay for jay not to just break down and keep the mean face like that he deserves a bonus. He, no, he he broke he broke down. The problem was his, his eyes were too tight and his hands were over his face, so you really couldn't see it. But you you you, you when you know you know. I mean, you know, but I'm saying like to completely lose it. Like yeah, he, yeah. He still tried to keep a grasp on the character for the the good of the segment. And, Otherwise, and Roman's recovery to make him get back in, in character was amazing. When he told him he was he was going to take out the honorary. That made Jay snap right back into life. Yeah, so he, he right Roman righted the ship as he has done for the last two plus years as grand champion. Paul Heyman did something that he talked about maybe 15, 20 years ago on uh WWE counter programming, where he said that he you know he's able to produce whole shows. He actually pitched to commercial. He produced the end of the segment on the fly to salvage. (laughs) I mean, there's like no other way for that segment to end. It's like, look, we got to get out of this. 
because if not, we're gonna fuck all. It's gonna be like memorable TV one way or the other. One of the, but for the sake of yeah, it's easily one of the best moments. Um, not just in wrestling history, but one of the best moments in TV history. This was Saturday. This competed with some segments of Saturday Night Live. I. If there was a, if there was ever a a pitch to get WWE Emmy nominations, this you start here. You start with this one. See, this is where you and I bump heads often. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm anti prisoner of the moment. Like anytime someone wants to put greatest ever on something that just happened, I immediately go into not so. I, I become one, I said one of one of not the but one of. But we had a conversation before where it was like this was the one. Like I become. Did I say that? And it's, not, it, it's not just yes when it first happened because we had that text. We had we so, had the okay, phone so, conversation so it, and the text exchange. It, 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 so I'm so I'm sure I verbalized one of it. If it was text, I, it was too short. It was just I was thinking. I was typing faster than I was thinking. Definitely one of, not the. But but it, like, could be, that's that's could, an internal trigger for me when I hear somebody yeah. try to put best ever or this was the greatest. On something that just happened, I turn into Lee Corso, and it's like not so fast, my friend. There's there's quite a few television segments in just in WWE's history that may rank as high, or at least in the same in the same dining area. Mixtape, run it. Uh, I, let's start. Let's start with the uh, as Mark Henry put it. The lion ass coat, the salmon coat retirement. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even think about that when I said Boy, that's that was one. That's one of my favorites. The one salmon of, coat. He he. I I don't know if he got you. He got me hook, line, and sink. I was like, "There's no way he. Oh, he is. Nah, this is bullshit. He. Nah, he. No, for real. He. 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 No. He. Oh, he got. Uh, that's it. Yep, he got us. He. Yep. He. He got us. That was my All reaction. Right. <laughs> I, I give you one. Uh, the Rock and Mankind, This Is Your Life. A segment that ended up being so funny that it went over almost 15 minutes. Not the segment was 15 minutes. It went, it went 15 over. minutes over. It, it went over. They, they paid for extra TV time. Yep. No, somebody got pulled. Somebody's match got cut because this was like in the middle of the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was, this was like the top of an hour, too. Like, yeah, this was in the mid. This was in the middle of some shit. So yeah, somebody just got cut that night. The creation of the body bag award for us, Samoa Joe's right. promo on the entire ring. Now, <laughs> now shut up while I share with the group. Randy Orton and Ali's re, re, uh, their their reactions in real time, like broke. <sighs> broke. Even even Jeff was like, "Oh, you you active active." Jeff knew that shit was funny and he had to hold it in and it's about him. He didn't hold it in. He didn't hold back. Look, as much as this segment would get you pulled from television in the year 2022 <laughs> and would cause a complete race riot, DX as the nation. <laughs> and D'Lo is gang. Speaking of which, hey, how you how you like the final score of that Chicago Dallas game, D Lo? Don't do I that, boy. Don't do that. Don't do that to D Lo. I'm gonna have a chest protector for you to sign next we, time I see. You. We, you know what? I, I think uh, we we typically do tournaments uh, for Thanksgiving. I, I've already made it. I'm making an, exec, an executive decision this year. D Lo's uh, real time 
candid outside interview in its purest form where that that's gonna be our thanksgiving show we should also do a tournament to determine the greatest european champion of all time then we'll tell you that the fight is fixed oh. so that once once we this delo we can come <laughs> back can play the interview right after that uh, you, we, you want to do them both at the same time or you want to give them two same damn time all right there it is there it is so european title uh, tournament and uh, <laughs> oh, champions spoil, tournament. We spoiled the end. We totally spoiled the end. Yeah, they, they shout, say, shouts out to Tan Yoke and Tan Spot, and shouts out the Black Spot. Spoil the ending. You know what I'm saying to my people. Uh, uh, pen- yeah. Hey, they pencil pushes too. Whole oh, lot of fucking gang shit. All right, so we have, uh, we yeah, have. No, no, yeah, What's we. Something else on this mixtape. Pipe bomb. We can't forget CM Punk's pipe bomb. That well, was that was know. that was a moment. The NWO's uh, four horsemen. Oh daddy. no! Not not liver spot. <laughs> not my not dog, my dog spot. spot. My, my spot. spot. <laughs> Rest in peace, Scott Hall. <laughs> Kevin, seven foot tall, fucking Kevin Nash, wearing a neck brace, a balding skull cap, and carrying a, a styrofoam cooler. Six, is some of the funniest shit you will ever see. Six with the uh, the the towels of. <laughs> Of, of, what was it? Paper towels with water. <laughs> oh my god! Oh uh, man! That that fucking beak he put on. That's just jeez, <laughs> bro. And the fact that he was involved in both of those seg- that segment and the DX. Oh man! Oh. oh, let's keep it G. We don't. What he's become is not what we're a fan of. But when Chris Jericho debuted in WWE. Oh, the, well, F before E. Who the hell are you? Right. <laughs> the Rock made him. He, in, ma- he made him made in him one in, night in like eight minutes. Uh, he he tried. Not this isn't on the mixtape, but you can go back and watch it. The very first edition of uh, Fox on Friday nights. On, I mean, uh, SmackDown on, on Fox on Friday nights, where he uh, where he where he got Baron Corbin. Super tough dude. <laughs> <laughs> I do not understand why we did not run with that. Oh man! Oh, you brought up one uh, in conversation. The uh, the lines on the hand, Rock versus John Cena. Yes, Rock versus John Cena, where Cena points out the fact that the Rock had lines written on his hand, and he really did. Ooh, it was like like they were shooting slug slugs because this is this I believe this might be in the aftermath of like Fruity Pebbles and. <laughs> And a lot of that kitty <laughs> shit. And Cena, Cena was fighting for his life, and he had to get back right. Do you understand that we're literally giving the the, the E a show right now? Like this is this is a show, this is a WWE Network countdown or a show. This is probably gonna be a best of. You know how they do the best of mixtapes. Yeah. So to be like, yeah, this is gonna end up being that. It's gonna be thanks to us. All I want is promotional consideration paid for by the following. I don't even want promotional consideration. Get me on the show. Just get, a, get us on it to provide our feedback. You got a bunch of other fucking yahoos on there that halfway watch the shit. No, we live... Uh, we we man, recalling really, this shit. No cap. You really do have some yahoos involved, but... <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is, like, hey, acquire some content that's gonna have some content. You dig. Ne- <laughs> n- neither... Triple A just biggest wedding. Oh. Oh man. <laughs> see, you see what I'm saying? Uh what else we got? Oh Teddy Teddy Long see? Teddy Long's wedding. That wasn't bad either. They look, every wedding they do, except in you know, more recent memory, but way back then, they did weddings pretty well. 
Like you knew it was gonna be fucked up, you just didn't know what. Teddy. Now they've done it so many times, you just okay. The no Billy one. and Chuck's wedding. <laughs> Each other? No, no. <laughs> and then there's a okay. This wasn't necessarily a segment. This is a a story that took place over the entire course of an episode of Raw. But when uh, Austin kidnapped McMahon. Oh man. Oh. And then the three bang three sixteen with the toy gun, you can never get away with that now. <laughs> I don't know how they got away with that after the Pillman shit, which Pill Pillman versus Austin. That's a that's a top tier segment. You can't you can't forget Booker T versus Stone Cold at the grocery store. Oh my God. Greatness. <laughs> so much greatness. Clean up on our jackass. <laughs> so much greatness at one time. Oh man, uh, Cena's rap battles early on, like 2004, 2005, like uh, uh, George, uh, George, George Cena, <laughs> Long oh, Jersey, Straight Edge Society Punk. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's a slept on era for yeah. him too. Like Straight Edge Society was some of my favorite shit from him. I mean, uh, Gallows was uh, Gallows was in his bag then too. Oh, you remember the time Paul Heyman shot on Vince McMahon to his face? Oh, oh man. Joey, Joey Styles quitting. Boy. Oh, uh, what was it? May, uh, May Young in the hand. <laughs> That's terrible. That's no. I'm out. Hit, hit the buzzer. That's no. That's not good. That, that, that would be on our mixtape of worst segments ever. That that you put that that and Katie with, Vick, um, yeah that Katie Vick, Jr. Uh, Jr. pulling well Vince pulling Jr.'s head out of his own ass, um, <laughs> Vince versus Guy, Kai and, Kai and Ty choppy choppy up, choppy pee pee, <laughs> yeah worst worst segments of all time. Oh man, well uh, <laughs> now we now we going down memory lane. We about to, he about to make me open up the cack pause. <laughs> don't do that sir um hey if we miss something on, on best segments you know uh at broken pencil bc on everything everything like on social platform yeah show it everything show at broken pencil bc.com broken pencil bc at gmail.com those are the email addresses hit us hit us and let you know let you know let us know what we missed uh um, if we if we even missed anything because i mean i feel like that's a solid tape i mean hit us on the bpbc uh facebook joint you know what i'm saying like you know, we we active. We 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 do respond. Yeah. Um, man, th- there was a uh, an article you sent me yesterday that as as we come up upon uh, Crown Jewel this coming Saturday on the CAC live from uh, Saudi Arabia, that Saudi Arabia is uh, being threatened with an imminent attack by Iran. And reportedly, it, yes. it's reported like it, like they're in possible wartime, and that uh, they're wondering if it, if Crown Jewel should even be a thing that goes on. And uh, according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, quote, and speaking to several WWE talent, we are told that the show is still set to go forward, and that the company already has security protocols and emergency contingencies in place for any future issues. Remember. This was there was an issue where uh, reporter Jamal Ashagi 
who was uh, reportedly killed over in, uh, I guess it was in Saudi Arabia. They had a lot of WWE talents who decided to not make the trip over to a Crown Jewel event. Namely, Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan at the time, uh, Sami Zayn, and a host of others. Even so much so that there was a an a, uh, airplane event that halted people on the tarmac for, what, 11, 12 hours, so they say? Bruh. Meanwhile, there's another plane that's already departed. <sighs> so, okay, that brings up an interesting question. Like, how does Sami Zayn navigate those waters? Like, go... Obviously, the the threat of imminent war and imminent attacks on on what I read was it um, energy structures or uh, energy strongholds. Essentially, basically, we finna put your whole shit in black. So typically, you go for inter- for for power <clears throat> grids, and you also grow go for uh, areas of high concentrations of people. Eighty thousand people in a fucking arena. Or seems like high concentration of people. Boy, in the worst way possible. We hope that this does not happen. We're not trying to foreshadow. We, I mean, if anything, we're just trying to lay lay out a scenario. I don't want this to happen. And we're trying I, to hope that people err on the side of caution. And I I would want like to play a game of you know who ain't gonna win, but this is more serious than that. So I mean, we can run down the card. <laughs> You, you could very easily just do this on Friday and that be your replacement for whatever was going to happen on SmackDown. I mean, especially if it's going to be on uh, a Fox Sports 1. Like... <laughs> or, or, or just or do the shit at the PC on Saturday. Like, I'm sure you can come up with a venue in a couple... in two, three days. I'm, I'm sure you could actually, you know, extend the time that you're going to be on TV by an hour if you really want to do a three-hour event. For if for I'm, for the free, here's one better. I'm sure Fox wouldn't be upset about it. Fox might cut a check for it. You feel me? I mean, they already got the World Series going on, so World Series extra hour uh, SmackDown. Let's get to the money. Now let me let me run down the card here for you for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Your champions. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Ain't we supposed to be playing a game with this? Do you do you want to? I mean, might as well. We here. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck it. Why? Why not? Hey, hey. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You say that this shit again. I know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. You know who ain't gonna win. We say that this shit again. One, two, two, three. Get your tail. One, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. One, one, two, two, three. Get your tail. One, two, two, three. Get the fuck on. This one is gonna be sponsored by the Pencil Pushers. Because we, why the why the hell not? Y'all y'all be here with us. We be here for you. Like about time y'all we get some shots. We on the home stretch of two hundred. We just gonna be recognized. We gonna give you your flowers. We appreciate that. Smell them shits. They don't stand. You know what I'm saying? For the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, your champions Alexa Bliss and Oscar versus Damage Control, Eo Sky and Dakota Kai. Suave, who ain't gonna win? Normally, I would say I'm not for hot potatoing the titles, 
But I also see no reason for Alexa Bliss and Asuka to be champions. So I'm going to pick uh, Damage Control. I absolutely so. am with you on this one. I think Damage Control takes the titles back at Crown Fool. Uh, for the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships, the, the brothers Oos, gang gang, Usos, Jimmy and Jay versus the Brawling Brutes, Ridge, Holland, and Butch. Who ain't going to win? <laughs> The Brawling Brutes will not win. Brawling Brutes will not win. They have they have become faces, uh, even though they haven't changed a thing in their performance. The sad thing is, they they don't they're, they're not the ones that's going to dethrone Jimmy and Jay's reign. That this nah. is this is unlike if you if you're going to drop the titles off for, for them guys, it's going to be at Mania. It's not going to be anywhere else. I had the team picked, but I remember I sent you an article that said because of the popularity of one of those members, not uh, happening. The the end result is probably going to be expanded way further out. So chances are, yeah, they're going to hold the titles for a while. Yeah, and I'm and I'm here for that for the so. WWE Raw Women's Championship. This will be most interesting that is happening in Saudi Arabia. Your champion, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, last women standing. Who ain't gonna win? Um, wrestling logic says Bianca ain't gonna win. Oof. I mean, it's it's make or break for Bailey's return. Like if she doesn't she doesn't cash out here. Like, you know, what do you do? What how do you how do you come back on Monday? Something tells me that she's still not at 100 percent And for that reason, I'm gonna say Bailey ain't gonna win. I mean, define a hundred percent. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I mean, just like keep it real. Like the, the group itself might be dead. Her her return in the group itself might be dead in the water if she doesn't become champion. Cause then you know the return of Chick Flair is imminent. Mm. She's not going to spend too much more time at home chilling. She may she'll relax, but and we're not going. I don't think we're going to get a run in either from from Chick Flair or. I mean, I don't even think we're going to see Damage Control enter this match, even though they could. They I should. Oh, ooh! If Damage Control wins, I'm going with Alexa Bliss probably getting hurt and. Them in, you know what? Bianca ain't gonna win, bro. I'm glad you oh, finally came around to it. That's not you'll cool. you'll you'll start hearing the rumblings of Chick Flair as we approach the Royal Rumble. She's not missing that pay per view. Survivor Series, maybe. Whatever's in December, maybe. She ain't missing the Royal Rumble. She ain't. Braun Strowman versus Omos. Don't care. Who ain't gonna win? The fans. The fans of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and all the fans on the cock on, the on Saturday morning. Uh, like, that's going to be a rough watch. Steel cage match. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. Two mo- uh, a month ago, I wouldn't have cared about this match. The fact that it's in the steel cage after we got a strap match for the ages, I'm okay with this. Who ain't going to win, though, Suave? Drew. I got you. Drew ain't going to win. Uh for something that we've been preaching for a long ass time and I hate the fact that there are no seconds in this match and nothing on the line in this match I almost don't even want to announce it on this card but here we are Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar who ain't gonna win uh 
They only have one match, right? Yep. Bobby ain't gonna win. Bobby ain't gonna win. And it's sad because if there was ever a time for Brock to not win, it's when there's nothing on the line. You need a you need a tiebreaker. Bobby wanted the Royal Rumble. Yep. Lesnar's gonna take one in Saudi. Can we rubber match can we, can we run it back at Mania? There we yeah, there we go. <laughs> this there is the wrestling go. logic I was raised on. In a six man tag team match, we have it looks like club versus club here. Judgment Day, which is Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley on the outside versus the OC, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Machine Gun Anderson, your IWGP Never Open Weight Champion. That sounds so good saying that on WWE. Suave, who ain't going to win? Club. <laughs> which one? <laughs> There's but only one that has the club in their name. Oh, okay. All right. The the, uh, the original club. All no, right. Because the original leader of the original club's on the other side. Well, okay. Well, the OC. All right. There you go. All right. I, I'm with you. OC ain't going to win. Judgment Day needs to win more than anybody right now. OC can get their dubs back. Rhea Ripley should probably be the reason that the OC doesn't win. To it, and then at which point you're going to introduce a female member of the OC. Hopefully, like, okay, Wrestling Logic says it would be Beth Phoenix just on some I want to get even, but I actually want them to have a female member of the group, which I still nominate Chick Flair for. Attitude-wise, you think she fits because if she's not, if only if she's not going to be an active competitor for, like, a as a mainstay, would that make sense to me? But, like, Someone who is like Moxie and who wants to, who needs to stay away from the title picture. This looks like it's earmarked for Liv Morgan. I think Liv got some other shit going on because this new this new uh, I enjoy pain. Yeah, this ba- the backstage ass kicker is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, this, that whole pain fetish thing, I, that's going in a different direction. I don't want to earmark her for what I think it is, but it's certainly mm, not the OC. I know where you're going with this. Right. So so, so let me ask you this. Where right. where, where on, in this card so far? Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. For the grand champ, the undisputed grand champ, your champion head of the table my, my, my tribal chief will reign supreme we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time with this like I'm not gonna justify it Logan Paul you ain't gonna win you bitch ass dude and Jake Paul's gonna be with him ugh I mean he might as well fly over there I mean after, after that after that win he got on Anderson Silver yeah I mean you know shout out to the promo our tribal chief cut leaving the ring on Raw uh, shouts out to that Superman punch he hit on the Miz bro oh man I'm just saying, like that was pissing vinegar in that video. I, I understand all the reasons that this could potentially go wrong, and someone makes a hasty decision and and moves some championships. This is not the way to do it. It is not at all. Not even close. This needs to be, you know, this basically needs to be Roman outclasses in most of the most of the match. Jake Paul gets his lucky shot in, isn't able to totally capitalize, and then Roman ends up, you know, air quotes, sneaking out with a victory. 
Don't complicate this shit. No one wants the air quotes historic moment of, you know, Logan Paul winning a championship in his third match. The championship, not a championship. The. No, we don't want this in any way, shape, or form. Go away. Now, the question of the day is, you know they're not going to piss away this opportunity to, to bring Bray Wyatt back to TV, let alone back to Saudi Arabia. Where does he the fit entr- in? <laughs> the entrance alone. Where, where does he fit in? He's, he's going to cut a promo, probably get his first opponent. I, don't, I, I see it as an opportunity. Of course, it's 80,000 people, so they're going to get a, probably a WrestleMania-level entrance from him. Like, you'll get all the bells and whistles, all the lights, all the cool shit. And you'll get something that's of importance as far as story and character development. Because, as we know, his one of his homies has been hired and is in charge of literally, this is so fucking funny to me, literally in charge of long-term storytelling. Mm. You people, and I do mean you people, on the internet have turned this into a job position. There is literally a person cashing a check weekly or bi-weekly for the designation of being in charge of long-term storytelling. God bless America. <laughs> Once again, show, show at BrokenPistolBC.com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com on social media. That's at BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything? Everything. Everything. It's been a good yep. one, man. I'm looking forward to hearing this from my damn self. You know, I'm a fan. I'm a pencil pusher, as you, you should know? be too. And right, tell a friend. Look to your left. Look to your right. And shake the hand of the man that you don't know and say, "I am a pencil pusher." Fist fist bump. Become knuckle buddies. <laughs> On your way out the door. Everybody doesn't. Everybody don't use hand sand, uh, even in these times. On, on your way out the door, knuckle buddies. Suave, take them to the house. Pencil pushers, heads up, pencils down. <laughs>